Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to our next edition of Irish Illustrated Insider Recruiting Extra. I'm Pete Sampson, joined by Kevin Sinclair. We've got an interview with Jamie and Franklin today. That will be our second segment of the show. Uh, we'll be back next Thursday as well. Uh, but Franklin, I think you'll find the interesting, engaging kid. Um, talks a lot about Notre Dame's recruiting effort, the coaching staff here, going to the opening ne- uh, in June, July, out at Nike, what that means to him, and just sort of his connections already with some of the guys in Notre Dame's class. And I mentioned a little bit like, hey, do you think you might move up that uh, commitment date a little bit? Um, so some pretty good insight from him on Notre Dame. And I think you'll get some good insight on Franklin himself just by listening to the interview. So that's segment two today. Segment one, we'll have our five guys segment here in a minute. But I wanted to start with something I mentioned with Franklin. And that's the opening. Kevin, when I look through this roster, I, I know I've said this on a couple of our previous podcasts. Like this is as loaded an opening from a Notre Dame perspective as I can really ever remember. I mean, you could look at 20 guys that are seriously newsworthy when it comes to Notre Dame. It's, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, it sure is. I mean, obviously Notre Dame's going to have some commits there. And then obviously a lot of their targets, a lot of their top of the board guys are there. Um, you know, th- this is kind of nothing but a good situation for Notre Dame. You get uh, a lot of these top recruits at these camps together. Um, you know, there's situations where, you know, St. Brown and, Chase Coda, Channing Tindall, Ronnie Perkins, Cameron Lawtu, Bo Calvert, um, you know, the, the list goes on. They get talking with kids who are committed to Notre Dame and they have those conversations that, you know, open their eyes a little bit. This is why I'm committed to Notre Dame. Did you know about this? You know, they kind of build some bonds and there's been lots of situations in the past where, you know, commits have gotten to talking with you know, high on the board kids and uh, they kind of like that bond and they get their perspective in terms of why they committed to Notre Dame and why it's going to work for them. Um, obviously, these things develop into into commitment sometimes. And um, yeah, it should be nothing but a, a really good weekend for Notre Dame. Yeah, it's interesting. You, you mentioned sort of those connections that guys form. And I, I think it gives Notre Dame a little bit more credibility that the guys who are out there are Jason Adamalola, Derek Allen, probably Braden Lindsay will be there. Ovi Agufu. I mean, these are not your, oh, it's these two offensive linemen going to Notre Dame. Um, you know, when I've been out there before, you'll see Parker Boudreau and Tommy Kramer and then maybe Tony Jones. And it's not exactly super high-profile talent um, to have basically one of the fastest, biggest risers in the spring evaluation period in Jason Adam Malola, and then a legit top hundred prospect from Georgia and Derek Allen. I mean, to have those two guys representing you out there, plus Braden Lindsay, who is certainly will be there as a, the son of a Nike exec. Um, that's, I think going to give Notre Dame a lot of credibility in that recruiting front where they're going to be able to relate to more guys than maybe your, uh, a Midwest offensive lineman would. Um, so Let's you know, spin that forward a little bit into the five guys segment. And Kevin, 
of the guys, the hundreds, literally hundreds of guys that we could be talking about, um, who's number one on your sort of most newsworthy of the week that uh, our listeners need to know a little bit more about? Yeah, I guess I would start with Dante Burton. So he was the cornerback at Notre Dame, one of the cornerbacks from Georgia that Notre Dame offered recently. It's out of Lawrenceville, Georgia, Central Granite High School. Five foot eleven, 175 pounds. He's ranked as the number nine cornerback in Georgia. And I mean, there's there's some great defensive backs in the state of Georgia as uh, Notre Dame's been dipping into the Peach State a lot this year, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, he's got a pretty nice offer list. Colorado, Louisville, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, North Carolina, Oregon, Vanderbilt, Virginia Tech, West Virginia, Wisconsin. And those are just some of the schools on his list. Um, you know, I spoke with him. Um, it sounded like he was definitely very interested in Notre Dame. Um, he said uh, that Notre Dame was the best offer that he had. So that obviously shows that he is legitimately interested. Um, when I spoke with him, it was, you know, quite recent, you know, you know, within a few hours after he had announced the offer. He said his dad had just gotten off the phone with Todd Light that they were trying to work out a visit. And I'm, I'm certain that they were trying to get him to come up for Irish invasion. He wasn't certain as to if he was going to be able to make that or not, but he definitely was interested. And I'll keep an eye on that to see how that comes along. Um, his dad played football at Georgia. His dad went to Missouri, played some Juco and then finished his college career at Georgia. So I kind of asked, you know, if Georgia were to offer, would that be something you'd be interested in? And he said, absolutely not, that he wasn't interested in Georgia for whatever reason. So Notre Dame doesn't have to worry about them jumping in late in the, late in the game or anything like that. Um, I feel good about him. I watched his film, and uh, I could definitely say I see some four-stars type stuff with him. He can run and keep up with any of the top receivers in that really talent-rich division down in Georgia that he plays in, uh, plays the body. He can really get up and affect the ball, um, stretches out. Um, you know, he's one of those kids that just so always sort of has a hand on the receiver, um, just sort of savvy. He looks like he's really well coached. He's also got has a 3.7 GPA, so he's a very bright kid. Um, it seems like a fit at Notre Dame. They need cornerbacks, and he, I, I like this kid at the cornerback position. Number one for me this week, Jason Away, and he, we've talked about him already on the site, on the podcast. Kevin, you were ahead of the game with him doing updates before he got an offer. Then I think you were the first guy to get in touch with him after he got an offer last week. And I believe the day after Notre Dame offers, Ohio State offers. I mean, away is, to me, a very interesting prospect. 6'5", 236, defensive end, tight end type out of Blairstown, New Jersey. High academic school has told you he's coming out for the Irish invasion June 10th. To me, and I'm, I've been a big proponent of this for years, it's a sign more of that project-type defensive end. This kid's played eight games of high school football and has a great offer list. Ohio State, Notre Dame, Georgia, Penn State, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, Wisconsin, all involved. And this is a project that is a lot different than, say, Johnny Williams, Colin Hill, Bo Wallace. This is a kid who's played a ton of a ton of high level football in terms of explosive combine type stuff. Hasn't played a ton of football, but has been out at these combines and has really impressed a lot of people. So Jason away, not just the Notre Dame offer now it's Ohio state, you know, locking in the Irish invasion visit next month. That's could be a critical prospect for Notre Dame moving forward. So he's number one on my list. 
Yeah, he's been really fun to follow. Uh, my number number two on the list is uh, Bo Calvert of uh, West Lake Village, California. Uh, Oaks Christian is his school. Very uh, strong program there. Six foot four, two hundred eighteen pounds currently. Uh, he's ranked as the number one three overall recruit. Recruit, sorry, was scout. Uh, the number four outside linebacker in the country. Uh, number two outside linebacker in California. Um, obviously, he's committed to USC. Um, the thing that kind of jumps out about him is he has a younger brother, Josh Calvert. Uh, he plays safety. He's a sophomore, so he's a 2019 kid. Uh, he, his brother, Josh, led the defense in tackles last year now with 77 tackles. That's a pretty big feat given how you know strong that division is that they play in, uh, 6'3", 205. Why that's so important is, you know, his commitment to USC um, is that, you know, he really wants to play football with his brother in college. Um, it's not imperative. He's not going to, you know, say not go to USC just because they don't offer his brother. But those two really want to play football together. Um, they've been playing sports together their whole lives. He t- said that his brother is an, is not someone that can be replaced um, now, Notre Dame comes in, pretty bold move, offers Bo Calvert, who's sort of right in USC's backyard and is committed to USC, and offers his brother. Um, you know, I know uh, Bo's told me that Brian Polian has been in close contact with him. Um, he's definitely going to visit Notre Dame. He said he's not going to do any camps um, to compete. He doesn't want to have any injury issues or anything like that in the offseason. So he, he may be at the invasion, but it's more likely going to be later in the summer, if not maybe into the season. Um, what I find in, a little interesting note about him is he's ranked as the number two out, uh, linebacker, uh, outside linebacker in California. Jack Lamb is ranked number three. Bo Calvert finished eighth overall at the uh, L.A. opening regional. Jack Lamb finished seventh overall. Um, they're, you know, both 6'4", 220 outside linebackers from very similar schools in California, um, and they both have Notre Dame offers. So it's going to be interesting to see um, how both of their recruitments go. Notre Dame seems to be looking to try to fill out their linebacker class with a, a stud out of California. Yeah, I mean, they're so similar. I think you'll see Mike Elko get out there and have to evaluate them in person before Notre Dame decides who they like more. Uh, number two, also a linebacker uh, on my list, Cam McGrone. Basically, because he's coming to Irish Invasion, has locked that in June 10th and got full clearance uh, after tearing his ACL last season. He's a six foot one, 210 pound linebacker from Lawrence Central, which is Indianapolis area. Visited for the Stanford game last year, came up again during spring ball. I think he's sort of one of those guys that Notre Dame is doing a good job of staying interested in, but doesn't want to overextend itself until they can work him out at Irish Invasion. And my assumption is that they will like him a lot in June and then say, we want to see you in a couple games just to make doubly sure. By then, maybe the linebacker board has changed a little bit. But I do think Cam McGrone is definitely somebody to keep an eye on. Maybe he's not an offer guy, uh, but I do think he's somebody that Notre Dame is going to want to evaluate. And if stuff gets... Crazy in December or January, it wouldn't shock me at all if, if Notre Dame doubled back on that one. So um, the fact that McGrone is coming up for Irish Invasion will be his third visit, really in less than 12 months. I think that's significant. So he's number two on my list. 
same the reason in some ways is number one is because he's locked in for Irish invasion as one of the uh, the better 2018 guys that will be headed to South Bend. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he does with his healed up knee. Um, my third guy is Christian Jackson. He's a cornerback out of Marietta, Georgia, Lassiter. So he is teammates with uh, Notre Dame commit Derek Allen. Um, not a lot of people sort of have read about or know about him yet. Um, here's the situation with him. He's the ranked as the number eight cornerback in Georgia. So one spot ahead of Dante Burton, who they just offered. Um, he's committed to Michigan State. Um, I've had a look at him pretty closely. Um, one big thing that's interesting in terms of sort of a sign of how talented this kid is, he also had uh, offers from Michigan and Virginia Tech. Uh, Virginia Tech obviously is kind of known for having really strong defensive backs in the past. They seem to do really well um, finding good ones. So anyhow, having those two offers as well is a, you know, a sign of, of this kid's talent and he's six foot one, 185 pounds. So he has really good size. Um, I dug into this one a little bit deeper in that I sort of came about this when I, I was writing a story on Derek Allen. I spoke with the defensive back coach at Lassiter, uh, said Dickerson. Um, it's kind of an interesting story. We had some connections cause he played in the CFL. So we knew a couple of the same people up here in Canada, but anyhow, um, he told me Christian Jackson, um, he basically was a really dy- uh, dynamic basketball player and said had seen him playing basketball and, you know, really hounded him to come out and play football. And now he said that I would be really hard pressed to find a cornerback anywhere in the country that is more athletic than Christian Jackson. Sounds like this kid has a very, very high ceiling. Um, Notre Dame is going to be at Lassiter tomorrow to watch their spring game against uh, it's going to be an actual game where they play another team. I guess the uh, Georgia high school sports is allowed that uh, the association. Um, So they're going to be playing North Cobb high school. Um, So, you know, Notre Dame coaching staff being at a spring game uh, with two, you know, top division Georgia teams going head to head. That'll be a really good situation for them to see a lot of talented players. And I expect uh, Notre Dame to probably uh, to offer Christian Jackson, um, Although he is committed to Michigan State since February 28th, um, that has that won't stop them from offering him. Um, they're obviously really hot on cornerbacks in Georgia, and I think that he's just going to be another one added to that list. Yeah, why not? Just keep going with those guys. Um, next up for me, I, I'm technically I'm saying Aziz Ojulari, who is a speed rusher out of again Georgia Marietta High School. Um, He's 6'4", 224, offers from Notre Dame, Alabama, Clemson, Florida, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Virginia Tech. But really the guy I mentioned here is Grant Epgar, who is uh, Notre Dame's director of, you know, in a sense, director of graphic design. And he put out a series of graphics in the last 48 hours showing guys hometown with their hometown area code and then uh, sort of an image a cartoon image sort of of the player and then the area code of Notre Dame 574. A bunch of players tweeted this out and it it doesn't register with me so much when commitments do it because they're sort of expecting that kind of stuff. But when somebody like Ojolari does, who has never visited Notre Dame, has said he will, but you know, it's not necessarily from a place that would track straight to South Bend. Um, when somebody like that is noticing to me, that really means something that uh, maybe this kid is more interested than he would appear to be on paper. So 
I'm mentioning Aziz Ojolari because Notre Dame really needs a speed rusher, but really I'm going to mention Grant Epgar, the guy who uh, designs all this stuff for Notre Dame because I think he does a great job with it. Um, and it's hard to get traction on social media with graphics, but he's Ep, Grant Epgar has done that for Notre Dame this cycle, so uh, been been pretty impressed with him. So that's, that's that's my third guy on the list, but even if it's two guys. Yeah, I saw Thomas Booker sort of retweet the edit they made of him. Uh, commenting on Notre Dame does the best edits. Now, I don't know if that's going to get any commitments for, for Notre Dame, but hey, it, it can't hurt. So anyhow, my, my next guy, um, Kevin Austin. This is our third recruiting podcast. This is the third time we're bringing up Kevin Austin. <laughs> I guess we our, really like him. <laughs> yeah, and Notre Dame really likes him. Um, you know, 6'3", between 190 and 195 pounds, of North Broward Prep and Coconut Creek, California. Now, the reason I'm bringing up Kevin is he recently got a Clemson offer. Now, I've spoken with him quite a few times, so um, it's pretty. I can get in touch with him, and he kind of spoke with me about that in terms of he's going to sit down with his coaches, his family, and talk about whether he's going to extend his top group to maybe five to add Clemson to that. And he said he's going to decide that this week. I'll certainly be on top of that probably be posting it in our message board. Um, now, the situation with that is, you know, he's already made his top four, Miami, Duke, Tennessee, and Notre Dame. You know, Notre Dame's obviously got to be concerned about national champion Clemson being added to the list if they do. Um, we'll see how that kind of shapes up. Another kind of concerning thing that I heard uh, in terms of um, Kevin Austin is that um, his coach has spoken to him about, how uh, the, the the team, the varsity program, is looking at maybe going on one of those sort of vi- uh, visit tours this summer. Um, looks like that is probably going to happen, and Kevin's thinking about going. Now, if he does, he's going to. He said he'll be visiting some schools that are on his list. So um, I, by that, I think he just meant some schools that are on his offer list that he may have been interested in in the past. Just. Um, they didn't get as long of a look because he didn't get to visit them, but now he probably looks like he may be able to visit them. So I'll be keeping an eye on that. Um, that's certainly uh, a notable issue. And uh, we'll see about that because Notre Dame really wants to add that kid to their wide receiver class. He's explosive. He's fast. And uh, yeah, it'd be really um, a difficult situation if Notre Dame didn't get him because it's just one of those recruits to make a huge impact. Yeah, that would be a tough blow for them. They'd put a lot of good work there. Uh, number four on my list, Kenny McIntosh, recent offer, younger brother of Dion McIntosh, um, also younger brother of McIntosh who plays at Miami. So there's uh, a few college connections there. But visited for the spring game, liked what he saw. Uh, I thought it was interesting, McIntosh. I think, Kevin, you talked to him, and then also Corey Bender, our, our Florida analyst, talked to him. But Norim likes him at running back. Um He's got offers from Ohio State, LSU, Miami, Alabama. Uh, he's six foot one, one ninety five, out of Fort Lauderdale, and he's again. We're talking about a twenty nineteen kid, so that's a pretty impressive offer list this early in the game. Um, but worth noting, I think Notre Dame just sort of pushes the ball forward a little bit more with McIntosh. I think they've got a ways to go. In some ways, I think that what happens with Dion McIntosh here might help the Irish a little bit because he hasn't gotten on the field yet. If he can sort of find a role, maybe that makes Notre Dame more appealing to his younger brother, but 
just the new offer is notable there um, because Kenny McIntosh is going to be one of those guys that we're going to be talking about a ton once we spin it forward full-time to the 2019 cycle. So he's number four on my list this week. Yeah, so my my last guy is uh, Austin Stogner. So I've, I kind of looked at, um, you know, making my last guy a 2019 recruit. and uh, He was kind of, I guess, the most newsworthy one from, you know, the last week who I've spoken with. And so Austin Stogner is a six foot six, 235-pound tight end out of Plano, Texas. He goes to Prestonwood Christian. Um, you know, he's, he's regarded as either, you know, the number one or number two, possibly number three tight end, um, depending on which recruiting service you're speaking or if you're having a look at, um, you know, he has a, a big offer list growing and the schools that he said that are kind of sticking out to him now are Oklahoma, Florida state and Notre Dame. Uh, he's a strong student. Uh, the thing with Notre Dame that, I guess sort of piques his interest really uh, quite a bit is um, he wants to study business and he's really in tune with Mendoza and he, he, you know, he really is interested in getting that good degree. Another thing with him is, you know, he's talked with Chip Long in the past um, and he knows that, uh, you know, when he got his offer, he spoke with Chip Long and um, the thing he really likes is that the offensive coordinator is also the tight end coach and he's really in tune with the offense. He seems really schooled up on Notre Dame and what they're about with the tight end. Um, now what's interesting with him is that he's going to be coming to Notre Dame, not for the Irish invasion, but the day after the Irish invasion on the 11th, they're having a junior day. Um, he's going to be attending that, uh, as of now, he's not going to be attending Irish invasion, but he, that might change. And another interesting note about that um, is that he might be bringing a five-star quarterback, um, Grant Gunnell, with him. Um, so obviously he got a Notre Dame offer recently. Uh, he's you know, one of the top quarterbacks in the 2019 class. It would be really good to get him on campus as well. So I'll be keeping an eye on that as well. Another interesting note with Austin Stogner is, you know, his size at 6'6", obviously he's a huge target. He also has a lot of versatility to his game. They line him up up at wide receiver a lot as well for mismatch issues. And he also starts at strong side defensive end. Um, And he had a huge year last year. Um, He's athletic. He even made an interception. Uh, This kid's a a really intriguing football player. If you want to watch a really good highlight film, he's a good one. He's a little rigid. Uh, I think as he matures, he's going to be more of a fluid runner. And that, but he shows athleticism and a lot of promise. Obviously, his frame is is you know a big plus. Yeah, no question. All right, last guy for me is more of a cross off guy. That's Master Teague. Great name, uh, three star running back. <laughs> but uh, now down to three, and Notre Dame is out of that mix. I believe it's Auburn, Georgia, and South Carolina. Um, Notre Dame had hoped to get him up here. They were sort of late to the game with the offer here. Interesting that Notre Dame liked him as much as they did because, I mean, again, he's a three-star guy. You can take what you want from that, but we're looking at a 5'11", 194-pound Murfreesboro, Tennessee product who is the number 44 running back nationally on scout.com. Um, was not somebody that everybody was beating down the door for, but the Irish liked him a lot. They just got on him late, and now Notre Dame is apparently out. He had talked about a summer visit, but... Uh, Hard to see that happening if you're naming a top three and Notre Dame's not in it. But um, Kevin is, I mean, you know and have talked to him that he was a guy that, that Notre Dame liked a lot. Yes. 
Yeah, so absolutely. So yeah, the uh, search for that se- the second running back, assuming Notre Dame actually wants to take one, will uh, will continue. So that's it for segment one. Irish Illustrated Insider Recruiting Extra. After our break, you're going to hear me uh, pick up our interview with Jamie and Franklin, and that will be the end of our show when that wraps up. And we will be back next Thursday as we sort of get our our weekly flow going here. So that would be Thursday, May twenty. 20- third um if i can add seven to 18 and i think that uh that will actually come out to i'm sorry may 25th so that will be our next irish illustrated insider recruiting extra podcast so until then pete sampson kevin sinclair next year here me with jamie and franklin thanks again for listening to our recruiting podcast on irishillustrated.com I guess in terms of making the opening finals, how long was that on your radar of something you wanted to do? Or was it just sort of something that you only thought about recently once recruiting picked up and you're thinking about opening regionals and things like that? I mean, it's uh, it's obviously seeing other guys do the opening and make it to the finals. It's always that uh, sensation that you want that you could see yourself being there. So it's always something that I – tried to work for and get there but now that i've actually gotten it it's uh it's just a real feeling that uh, all the hard work has paid off and what i mean when you were doing the regional out on the east coast did you think you had a day good enough to make it were you sure uncertain doubtful what was sort of your your takeaway when you when you walked off the field i think you you did sort of the dc area one um when i walked off the field i kind of felt that i was overlooked but i, I think i had a dominant day as far as from my perspective, I won every rep except for like two. And I, those weren't just wins. They were just dominant wins. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was confident with my performance when I left there and I just felt overlooked, but I, it didn't shake me at all. I was so confident. And I guess the excitement about going out to Nike, going against the best of the best, not just the best on the East coast. Is that nerves, excitement, a little bit of everything? I mean, it's a, it's about a little bit of a month and a half away now. Uh, I'd say it's a little bit of everything. Obviously, there's always nerves until you actually get into it and then get going. Yeah. And that's all gone. But, hey, man, I love competition. I'm an aggressive, competitive dude. I hate to lose. I love to win. So uh, in order to be the best, you got to beat the best. So I'm just I'm grateful to be going against some of the top talent in the country and uh, to be viewed as one of the top in the country. So it's going to uplift my abilities, and I'm uh, thankful for it. I guess to sort of spin that forward a little bit, obviously you're looking hard at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's looking hard at you. Uh, you've been out here already. And when you're out there, Jason Adamalola, Derek Allen, um, it's going to be a, a fairly good group of Notre Dame guys, either commits or other targets. How well do you know some of those other guys um, that are looking hard at Notre Dame? PJ Mustafer is going to be out there as well. Um, how much do you know those guys already just from social media and interacting with them? Oh, well, PJ, that's my boy. I played against him uh, when I was playing at Gilman. He's at McDonald's, so we were rivals. But he's a great guy. We're really close. We talk frequently. And um, I recruit. I'm not sure if he's going to be out there, but I talk to Braden Lindsay pretty uh, pretty often, along with Jason Adamiola as well. So I'm, uh, I've got relationships with a couple of recruits as long as uh, a couple of players that are already on there. And it, just in terms of Notre Dame overall, you know, you came out here in the spring. I think you had high expectations for it. They matched, if not exceeded that. But I was just curious, like, the origins of your interest in Notre Dame. Because it's not, you know, there are kids from the Midwest who go to Catholic schools that sort of always grew up rooting for Notre Dame and wanting to be here. 
what, what did Notre Dame sort of click with you? It was like, hey, this, this actually might be a good fit for me. Um, I mean, believe it or not, I actually was um, – at first when I started looking at Notre Dame, it was because of the business school. Okay. You know, back, say, like sophomore year, freshman year, I was really interested in business. Now I'm in uh, communications, but I really looked at them. And I'm like, hell, man, it's Notre Dame. <laughs> it's like – it's a great tradition. It's all that. And it's a great academic, like, academic foundation. So it just all kind of matched up with me. And that was me being young, just looking at, like, education. And now – like just learning more about the football part and the education part, it's, uh, it's just all making a good match. Yeah, and I, I would imagine that when you look at what Notre Dame has and, and maybe what they don't have uh, on the defensive line right now, that has to be appealing to do to you as well because it's, it's a place that maybe you can come in and make an early impact if you decide that's the fit. Definitely, definitely. And in terms of your connections with the staff out here, who have you sort of gotten to know the most and – What's their recruiting style? How are, are maybe they similar or different to the the other recruiters you've gotten to know over the course of the last six, <laughs> nine months? Uh, one thing that I like most about them, they're real. They keep it real, and uh, that's how I am, man. You got to come straight with me or just don't come at me at all. So <laughs> I built great relationship with Coach Elko, Elston, Lee, and uh, I've been talking to Coach Kelly a lot. He actually just DM'd me like a few minutes ago while we were on this call. <laughs> so I'm going to get back to him soon, but uh, – yeah, man, I, I really like um, how they are just as guys. Like, they're really genuine. They talk to you all the time, and they keep it real with you. So that's, hey, man, that's a great day in my book. Yeah, and I guess when you're getting attention from the head coach, I mean, Brian Kelly's not somebody who's DMing everybody all the time and calling kids and, and doing that kind of stuff. What is What kind of impression does that make? Oh, uh, man, it, it just uh, – shows me that how much he cares about his guys when he um when he's recruiting not just recruiting he cares about the person he actually sent my mom a mother's day letter and that really meant a lot to me and her he was all fired up about it so he's he's a great guy and i'm learning that more and more as i talk to him and as i hear stuff about him mm-hmm. because a lot of people try to give him a bad rep but once you get to know him man he's a great guy yeah when you were out here for spring ball and you got a chance to sit down and talk to him did did that surprise you did you know, maybe you you liked him more than you thought he would, you would, or his personality was a little different than maybe you thought it might be as it came across on TV. I mean, um, quite honestly, I didn't know how to expect. Uh, people are just like throwing a whole bunch of different things at me, and it's kind of <laughs> the thing you got to figure out yourself about how a guy is. But yeah, it was um, a whole bunch of different things. Oh, he's a bad guy. He doesn't care about his players. He's always in them, and then stuff like that. But when I sat down with him, I'm like, hey, man, he's, this guy's just like any head coach should be, you know. There's a time when you got to be serious and in your guys, and then there's a time when you can just be chill and just relax. And he's he's got a great combination of that. Watching him coach at practice, he gets into his guys, but it's because he knows what he wants out of them, and that's to be great. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just great. I had a great sit down with him, and just every time I saw him, he was flexing that means like, man, you should be out here. So he's he's a great guy. You know, when you were out here and you're coming back, I think in in about a month from now, what what are the questions you still need to get answered about Notre Dame? Or do you sort of know everything you need to know? And is this going to be more about making sure your parents know everything they need to know about Notre Dame? It's uh, mostly just getting my parents there and them getting their questions answered because uh, I've pretty much seen all that I need to see. And it, I can't go wrong with learning more. I definitely want to learn more about their communications program and as far as academics and stuff like that. So, can't go wrong with learning more. I'm all about learning. 
And uh, but it's it's just majorly like getting my parents to uh, experience it and see how they feel because uh, I had a great time when I was there and I I think that they're gonna have a good time. Yeah, and then I did want to ask you a little, just kind of off topic a little bit, but the graphics department with the edits that you're getting from Notre Dame, I'm sure you get a bunch of that, and like it's hard, I think, for recruiting departments to stand out. But I get the sense from you. I mean, Thomas Booker was tweeting about it. Um, you know, Adam Malola's tweeting about it. Some you know kids from all over the country. The, the edits they send out. How how much of an impression um, do those make? I'd like to say, hands down, Notre Dame has the coldest edits in the whole game <laughs> in the country. No doubt, hands down, it's, it's too easy for them. Now. They, those guys are great. They put together some stuff that you're like, wow, how did they do that? But yeah, they have the coldest edits in the game. Now. What's the uh, what's your favorite one that you've got from them? Uh, I think I just got one now, so uh, I don't know. I can't really say. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're gonna see. Uh, so far, I like the one. It was uh, kind of like a cartoon. On uh, ND jersey with 55 and everything, so yeah, that that was a good one. But I think the one that I got is pretty pretty exclusive. I'm gonna be tweeting it later. Oh yeah, I think I've seen some of that. The, the area code, sort of like hometown to yeah. five seven four. Yeah, a lot, Thomas Booker seemed to like the yeah, one that yeah. they sent out his way too. Um, I think it's cold. I think yeah, that's what Coach Kelly uh, DM me. Oh okay, nice. Oh, that's a good way to deliver it. And. You know, look, I don't think anybody makes a college decision based on an edit. So, like, what what is what is an important – what's important about that? How does that make an impression that maybe helps Notre Dame a little bit? Because I'm, I'm assuming you're not going to make a, a, a commitment based on something you got on social media. Nah, but uh, it's the swag, man. It's, it's always got to be a swag factor, you know. So, uh, you look good, you feel good, you play good, kind of that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And just seeing yourself in the Irish colors and all. So, it's just – kind of a mental like confidence thing you know what i mean just okay seeing yourself and they got that slide factor gotcha and i mean in addition to notre dame some acc schools you're taking a look at sort of who else is near the top or at the top of the list with, with notre dame for you right now um i'd say v tech uh bama invited me out to a camp i might go check that out see how it is they started to pique some interest lately and uh, I'd say uh, UVA, Boston College. There's a couple guys out there that I really like the coaching staff. It's a lot of guys. I look at the coaches, even though the coaches come and go. But uh, I got to look at the locker room and stuff like that. And uh, everything matches. It's like Notre Dame. Uh, other guys have great locker rooms, great mm-hmm. coaches, and uh, great programs. And sort of the time frame for you, I know you had talked about July 1st. Now you got a chance to go after the opening I know a lot of guys think about summer commitments and they're like, well, wait, I can do this on ESPN. Is that is that something you think you might do or you're going to stick to the July 1st one way or the other? I don't know if that date had a lot of significance for you or sort of what is your process moving forward? Uh, it wasn't really a significant date. It was just a day that I came up with because I was uh, comfortable with uh, making a decision at that time. But uh, ESPN sounds pretty dope, so <laughs> we'll look into it. But uh, possibly I could move it up or move it back. It all depends. Um, and having a discussion with my coach and my family to see if we're really ready or not. So it all depends. But, hey, man, ESPN sounds lovely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, national TV is uh, never a bad thing for high school prospects, I don't think. so. Yeah. And just uh, – pretty nice. Yeah. And before I let you go, sort of your game. I mean, we've talked recruiting, uh, edits. We haven't talked uh, football necessarily. Like, 
where do you think your game still needs to go most? Like what's the biggest off season improvement you need to make? Um, or do you feel like maybe you made it and that's why you're headed to, to Nike next month? I feel like I've, I've made the adjustments that I've needed to as far as uh, me being a D lineman, but Hey man, you can't never stop improving. So I'm always working. Uh, I'm always trying to get my get off faster, working my hands and my hips. That's key to me. Uh, I've been told I have great feet and great hand use, but Hey, you got to make it better all the time. It's no, can't go wrong with learning more. So I'm always open to learning more from guys. I'm always watching guys, watching film. I'm a film junkie. So uh, I'm always just working on getting better in all aspects of my game. Can't go wrong now. All right. Good stuff. Jamie and Franklin, thanks for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Again, congrats on the opening invite and uh, best of luck at Nike in uh, June and July. Should be a pretty awesome event. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. Thank you.